with a vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. This week, Heather and I are talking about marketing yourself and helping your supervisees market themselves. We read The Science of Networking, published by Psychology Today 2020. Heather, what are some examples of marketing fails that you have tried? Hopefully, I don't have them that often anymore, but at the very beginning of trying to launch a private practice, mm-hmm. how do right. people know who I am? I did postcards, the area where my practice was. I hate marketing and uh-huh. it's not something I'm great at. Somewhere in a blog I read that someone did it. It brought me zero clients. Yeah. Did you put a lot of effort into it? I mean, sometime making a cute postcard, right. making it sound like gender like neutral so I wouldn't be just a girl marketing to women mm-hmm. trying to make it for families. But it was just a waste of money. You mailed out a lot right. of money. Right. I mailed out money. I read recently that printing almost anything mm-hmm. now it even listed business cards right. as an example of that. Yes. That print Printing business cards, a ton of, is just not, you just don't get a return on all of that. Right. Do you know, even in my office, I've had a parent pick up my business card Mm -hmm. and take a picture of it and put it back in the stack. mm -hmm. They just don't need that as a tool anymore. Which I think is kind of cool. We're, as a society, we're going, moving closer and closer to paperless. Right. I don't want a ton of paper. No. So it makes sense. Right. I do still print business cards, but probably far less than I ever would have before. Comparative to 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I think now I only order business cards every couple of years, where before I was doing them all the time. Really early on, this was something, I don't know where I got this idea, why I thought it was a good idea. At the time, I was probably one of the few therapists seeing kids, and I was definitely the only play therapist in the area. I got it in my head that I was going to bring snacks to all of the surrounding daycares, elementary schools. It's a good idea. Well, where I went wrong, I think I was just a little bit off. I brought all my paper, mm-hmm. my, my pamphlets, mm-hmm. my business cards, all that stuff that now we're saying is right. maybe obsolete. I brought cupcakes mm-hmm. or cookies or something like that. Almost every single time I would walk up to the front of the building and t- explain to them what I wanted to do. And they would say, oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Uh, could you put it in the break room? I would put it in the break room and that would be the end of the story. Right. There was no opportunity to, to actually meet with anyone, to talk to anyone. A couple of tweaks and that could have been really useful. I could have called ahead and asked to speak to the director. Right. And is there a time where your staff meets and I could come some a little bit more coordinating or a little Mm -hmm. more thinking about actually making a direct connection with someone. And that could have been really useful. But I gave out a lot of cupcakes. You know, we, my private practice, and I say we because there's four of us, we all went together to a a school district outreach fair. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had a booth there and we thought it'd be great networking, not just with faculty and staff, but some families that come through. Really, out of all four of us, I think maybe we saw three clients from it. Mm. And it was a lot of prep, a lot of planning. A lot of effort. A lot of effort. We did sticky notes to give away and pens to give away. It flopped. Kind of flopped. That's so frustrating. Yeah. All the effort, all the coming up with what you feel like are great creative ideas and then feeling like it's a flop. Heather, what are some marketing ideas that you've used that have really worked well for you? I think 
think marketing, especially in our field, is all about connection. Mm -hmm. And so the things that have worked best for me are when I do a presentation. Mm -hmm. I've done them for different groups that I'm part of or even groups I'm not part of. And these are usually free talks, less than an hour. And I don't necessarily mean CE kind of talks. I mean community-based stuff, 101 overview of something. Mm -hmm. Um, Those work well. And I also think going to continuing education classes that I enjoy and Mm. being able to network there, connect with people that are like you. So Mm -hmm. the one, not the ones we have to go to because everyone has to have ethics, everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, and other people that are there are usually of like mindset. Mm -hmm. And so those connections. So I think in as far as presenting or talking to a group, I like to choose a group that has similarities with me, but aren't exactly the same. Right. A little twist. If I were to go and talk to someone else who is a play therapist and works with eating disorders, I think it would be a good connection because we could refer back and forth to each other potentially. But if I go and talk to, let's say, an organization that works a lot with teenagers. Right. Or the moms of those teenagers, like a PTA group would be right. great, I mm-hmm. think, for me. That I could go and talk to a group like that and they might not have been exposed to a therapist with right. those specific credentials or experience. When I do have a question, this is going to be a person that I might want to direct that to. towards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of things come from word of mouth, from people that we meet like that, but also from our own clients. Yes. Um, going to presentations, you, you said something about that. You know how much I love to go to a, a CEU or a <laughs> workshop that I get excited. And I I have to intentionally tell myself, okay, either today is all about me and I'm just going to soak up the information and drink my coffee and make a day of it. And I'm not trying to put out energy to market. Or I go into a situation and think part of the day, I'm going to do that um, either in the morning or there's an opportunity here at lunchtime where I'm going to do that. I have to tell myself to or remind myself to do that yes. a little bit. Yes. Because I can get really involved in what I'm doing, or I can remember, oh, these are all people that one, I could be interested in Mm -hmm. and might be interesting to me, but I also might be interesting to them and helpful to them. Right. And then location, because sometimes we go to some of these things that aren't exactly where our practices are. Mm -hmm. It helps to say, oh, well, I'm from this area of town or, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, you need to know somebody on the west side of town. You don't Mm -hmm. have a referral there. So Mm -hmm. those are good ways for networking Mm -hmm. too. Well, that was something I was going to mention was referring, being being a referral source Mm -hmm. to other people. I have some supervisees that I've worked with, but other counselors I've run into really try to avoid giving referrals, which surprises me. I think it's something that I, if I can't see you as a client, it might be actually a service that I can offer in a few minutes over the phone. When someone calls me and says, can I set an appointment with you? And I say, oh, I'm not available that day, but let me give you some ideas of other people that I have worked with before and I strongly recommend or I have confidence in what they do. I get good results that one, I think that client would probably call me back again, right? If they're in need of something else, uh, hoping they might see me, but also thinking if I can't see her, then she might give me some referrals. I know too, that when those referral, those people seek out the people that I'm recommending, they say, Mm -hmm. well, I talked to Sarah Cantu and she said, this is going to be, you know, this is a place to go has really been mutually beneficial. I think to clients, other referrals and to myself. Oh, something that I think again, maybe similar to me pushing myself. I think we're maybe both in the same boat that 
that neither one of us are in love with the idea of marketing, but it's useful and important. One, going to a CEU and telling myself, you have to spend a little time talking Mm -hmm. to the people around you today. Another thing that I push myself to do and I have found is helpful for me, at least, is to include lots of pictures of my office, include pictures of myself on different things on the internet that focus on my business. That connection that you mentioned Mm -hmm. is so important. You can get a little bit of that. It's not as good as actually meeting someone face to face, but you can get some of that feel just from a picture of their office, a picture of themselves. And subconsciously, you are giving them this message of like, it's going to be okay. Like this is an easy transition to get involved together. Heather, uh, how do you help your supervisees to market themselves? I bring them with me Mm. to a CE if I think they would find it interesting too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I also try and do introductions. If they're going to be using my office space, I introduce them to other people in my office. If they're going to be at an event, I try to make sure that I either sit by them or... So you not only are you bringing them and inviting to them to the event, but you are also modeling for them what that looks like. Yes. A supervisee like me who wants to sit and get the educational benefit out of the workshop, you would also be saying, okay, but on the break, we're going right. to stand up right. and we're gonna go introduce talk. ourselves go talk a little bit or right. say hi to a friend. So you're right. modeling that for them. You model what that looks like in a professional setting. Right. It's very different than when you run into somebody at Target. Mm-hmm. It's not the same mm-hmm. type of introduction. I try to connect them with opportunities. Like you said, something they would be interested in. I might not always go. Right. I always try and make sure that as I'm getting emails or I'm made aware of a group or an event or something like that, that I'm encouraging them to get involved themselves. Right. If they have a special niche that they're interested in, you're going to find the like people, people that are thinking your way. Mm -hmm. It's a much easier conversation if you're both enjoying learning the same content Mm -hmm. to talk to the person next to you. Mm -hmm. It almost is organic that you'll naturally start to network a little bit. Yeah. I I was just thinking as we're talking, I think you and I, at least so far, have been leaning towards the idea of marketing that helps to build a private practice. Marketing is also applicable to finding new jobs. Yes. New opportunities. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that I have done in my career so far have kind of been jumping off points to something Mm -hmm. else. Right. Knowing different people. Then later those people remembering and knowing what I do. and Right. Does bring, again, connection. I've worked at an agency before where I did a lot of community outreach Mm -hmm. and a lot of those events going to and having a booth somewhere. Mm -hmm. And people do remember. People Mm -hmm. connect it and then you have that person that's going to refer to you a lot. Mm -hmm. Something else that I have been thinking about with supervisees is helping them to write and describe themselves and their experiences. Both a resume, I think, is hugely important. But recently I was asking a supervisee to write a quick bio and those could be useful for presenting a proposal right? to present at a conference or mm-hmm. something like that, a workshop, uh, using it on your website. Right. There are lots of different ways that, that a, a short bio could mm-hmm. be useful. I, when I asked my supervisees to do that, a lot of times they start out with their name, where they went to school, what their degree is in. They're reading like their that. resume. Right. <laughs> And really, not that many people care about that right. part. Like we're talking about connection, connection. People are more interested in knowing what are things you like to do? Mm-hmm. How can I feel like I understand and know you a little bit better? Right. So I kind of guide supervisees through questions like, what kind of clients do you like to see? What is it like in therapy with you? Mm-hmm. What do you like about being a therapist? And tell me a little something about yourself that helps me feel like maybe I can imagine knowing you and talking to you. Right. Even asking, tell me something about yourself you think is boring. Can oh. 
part of the conversation because mm-hmm. what I tell you is boring. Someone else might, might not find be boring. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like that question. <laughs> Heather, how do you think marketing has changed given uh, the pandemic, COVID-19? I think so much has to be online. I know mm-hmm. for me personally, I launched a page that was just Facebook, just enough to keep my head in the game. It was never out there before. I never mm-hmm. had any type of social media that was practice related at all. Mm-hmm. So just launching that a little bit here and there, I think a lot of it has to be something online. That's what people are seeing these days. Mm-hmm. And there are so many ways to do it. I mean, we can't even scratch the surface of talking social media marketing. Oh, yeah. Right. But I think it can mean the things that are available now that maybe weren't available in 2019, online CEUs, mm-hmm. online workshops, online networking meetings, like right. a local branch of an organization right. that you might be interested in. Online Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. There are a ton of and work they seem related. to be more active now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A lot of really active work related professional Facebook groups. Right. But every platform, when I say platform, I mean different apps or different right. websites. Each one of those requires a different slant, a different yes. perspective. Right, right. Um, may, an example maybe we could use quickly would be LinkedIn mm-hmm. is geared towards work, mm-hmm. your resume, your right. job related connections. And those are the things that you would put on there. You wouldn't put pictures of your vacation, right. things like that. In a different platform or website, you would put pictures of your mm-hmm. vacation. Mm-hmm. And that's what other people are using it for. And it is purposeful for marketing. Right. To have that kind of connection. Right. Depending on the website, there's a lot of learning and experimenting to figure out which website works best for you and what you're trying to achieve and your personality. Right. I think some other ways to connect during this time is being part of those groups, but being active. I mean, Mm -hmm. I am guilty. The first one to raise their hand and say, yep, I do that. Just scrolling and looking. Mm. But like, I need that (laughs) nudge to be out there and like posting or act prompted, you know. Yeah. That always makes me think, maybe I've told you this before. My mom, you know, love-hate relationship with Facebook. She'll join, then she'll quit. She'll join, (laughs) she'll quit. And she told me, she was describing something on Facebook. And I said, so you're Facebook stalking. And she went, no, that's not what that is. And she described it again to me. And I said, yes, that's what that is. That's what you're doing. (laughs) And she said, no, that's what Facebook is for. And I went... Arguably, right? yes, but it's still right. Facebook talking, looking, but not mm-hmm. being an active mm-hmm. participant right. in what's happening, commenting, liking things. Definitely, you have more connections, you're heard, you have a voice, you have more interaction with people when you are mm-hmm. commenting, liking, responding to things that other people are posting. Right. Well, Heather, like we said, that we couldn't possibly cover all there is to know about networking. That's a field in and of itself. And the way that counselors use it and don't use it right. is tricky too. Mm-hmm. So it's a big topic. We talked a lot about how therapists counselors can network given our limitations right now with a pandemic. That's right. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.